You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 62, the Carlisle Chrysler Nationals pre-show. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, listen in to get the inside scoop on the 2019 Carlisle Chrysler Nationals from the man that knows, Ed Buzeski. In this episode, the team heads back over to the Carlisle Events Headquarters to talk with event manager Ed about this year's happenings from the Thursday evening kickoff at the Expo Center to the final day of the Dodge Thrill Rides on Sunday. Come out to meet the celebrities and special guests, which include TV show host Chris Jacobs from Dodge Garage and Mr. Norm Krause, as well as Herb Mr. Four Speed McCandless. It's time to cruise to the Mopar Lover's Paradise. So let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. This is the Chrysler Nationals pre-show. You're going to hear an interview I had at the Carlisle Vance headquarters with Ed Bezeski. Ed is, as many know, the foremost expert on all things Chrysler and Mopar in the Carlisle events ranks. He is uh, extremely knowledgeable is a Mopar owner himself and uh, very well respected throughout the, the Mopar community. So we're going to listen in to uh, the interview with him. He'll give you an idea of what's to expect this upcoming weekend, what uh, new events and features will be at the Chrysler show. Just all around, Ed is a great guy, personal friend, and certainly a friend of Cars of Carlisle and, and this show and network. Okay, but before we jump to that interview, let's do this week's trivia question. Trivia question is this. There have been three, quote-unquote, generations, if you will, of the Hemi engine. And with that, what was the marketing name given to the very first generation of the Hemi engine? It ran from 1951 to 1958. What I'm looking for is the blank engine. So what was the marketing name that Chrysler used from 1951 to 1958? We'll have that answer after our interview with Bill. Let's go there now. Okay, coming to you from the Carlisle Events Conference Room, Ed, thanks for taking part of your lunch break here to talk with me. You're welcome. We are coming up on Chrysler Nationals weekend, and just from a few minutes ago, you were saying, feel like you're in a good position, have a lot of that. I mean, obviously, the planning, you told me before, an 18-month to 20-month process, you're right here at the, at the final hour. At least, yeah. It's usually one to two years out for each show, for, you know, for each year to start planning. Well, I know that just the fact of with some of the guests that you have coming this year are, are I mean, that's significant. You have Chris Jacobs, David Ray, uh, Herb McCandless, Mr. Norm. I mean, all uh, the Ram Chargers, all the Golden Commandos. Yeah, it, some of them come pretty much every year. Um, Chris has been here once in the past, but it's been quite a while. Uh, um, yeah, Dave showed up last year. He, he came on his own as an enthusiast. Um, couldn't be here in an official capacity just because of the TV show he was on, and mm-hmm. then that all kind of changed. So we put him on the on the schedule as an official guest at the very last minute. Um, but he enjoyed it so much; he's back this year. 
will be an official guest, so we got the full schedule for him. He'll be here to meet people, sign autographs, and he's even going to participate in our Restorers Roundtable seminar, which is pretty cool because even though most people know him as a TV guy, he's really not a TV guy. He is a Mopar fanatic and restorer, and you know, with leaving the show, he just went right back to doing what he does and, mm-hmm. and started his own shop, DB mm-hmm. Restorations. So he's restoring cars, and you know that that's back to doing what he loves. But he's here as a guest this year. Well, I think that just the fact when someone is able to take their passion and, and push it forward like that, an opportunity, when that door closed, he was now able to, to go back. And being the guy that gets his hands greasy and, and wrenches, all the better. That he yeah. Have a shop. And, and yep. And that's really all he wanted to do is, is get back to restoring Mopars and playing with cars. That's, mm-hmm. that's his thing. And, and I always say if anybody meets him, who has no idea who he is. You know, maybe they don't have a TV or whatever, and <laughs> you have no clue who he is. You would walk away saying, I just met the coolest Mopar guy. Oh, nice. Because there's nothing TV about him. He is absolutely one of us, and if you didn't know he was on TV, you'd never get the sense from talking to him. Right. You would just, honestly, you'd walk away and tell your buddies, I just met the coolest guy. Just a down-to-earth guy. Very much, mm-hmm. very much. And that's part of what I like with the podcast and with a lot of the the, uh, the guests, obviously, Mopar Madness, Your Car Club, and, and others. It's just the opportunity to hang out in the garages of just everyday guys, everyday people, because it could be men and women, but that just love the cars that they love, and in this case, Mopars, Chrysler, Dodge products, and, and know a lot about it and are willing to share. That's that, that I think that, that um, camaraderie of... Let me lend you a hand. I'll show you how to do this. If you haven't been through this before, here's what I learned. Here you'll save yourself some bloody knuckles. Try it this way. That's an important part of the of the hobby. Yeah, I, I really think this group is the most um, close-knit family. It, it's just unbelievable how close everybody is. And you know, you've, you've got a schedule there. I'm looking at Herb McCandless's picture. You said about helping mm-hmm. people out. That man is a hero to most of us, but yet... He doesn't hesitate when somebody calls him up looking for advice or, or whatever. Instead of just answering the question, he'll spend an hour or two on the phone with them, walking them through what they need to do and how to do it. and Just Being a great thorough, guy. Making sure. Very that, thorough. Yeah. And it, it's that way from Herb down to the littlest guy. Mm-hmm. It, it's all just one big community. And that makes a difference, too, because we are in an age where everything's just as quick as possible, instant gratification, fix, whatever it might be. But to have people of this stature that are willing to not only come to Carlisle, but really explain open themselves up and, and be part of it. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yep. Well, that's great. What, um, anything that's new for 2019 that someone that's been to perhaps the last five, six, seven years of, of Chrysler Nationals will see different this year? Um, one thing a little bit different, and we've done it across a couple of the shows this year, but our summer of 69 celebration, um, just the first time we've done one with that as the, as the theme Usually it's based around a certain model or, you know, some other anniversary pertaining to, to the vehicle itself. Or this is the first time we're doing it based on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, putting that in building Y, summer of 69. So all the vehicles are 1969. And, of course, with the 50th anniversary of 69 means the 50th anniversary of certain 1969 models mm-hmm. is occurring this year. Mm-hmm. And due to that every vehicle in building t with the exception of six will be 1969s and all 12 in building y so it's, it's a very heavily 1969 year um and then we have our, our deal where if you during the burnout contest you pop a tire within 69 seconds mm-hmm. you get 69 bucks we're doing mm-hmm. you know 69 seconds in the cash grab machine just doing a lot of things towards the yeah the celebration of that year branding that yeah so a little bit different 
Well, I noticed that the Thursday Thursday kickoff party, that's when it all starts, and mm-hmm. that's over at the Expo Center. Anything that, to share with listeners that they may want to know about that? Uh, if you haven't been to it, it's it's one of the neat things to check out. It's 4 um, to 8, correct? Th- those are the official times. I can okay. tell you people show up earlier, and a lot tend to hang out beyond that. Um, but that's that's kind of what launched me into being here. You mm-hmm. know, I, being a Mopar guy and living in the area, we we tried doing a car show one year, and all that showed up were Mopars because it was a Mopar club at a Chrysler dealership. Okay. And we were looking for more, but we was that realized the old Cumberland Valley Motors. Yep. Yep. Okay. Where CVM. Yep. Where the Chrysler Jeep dealer was. Well, they were Plymouth too for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of quickly realized if a Mopar club does a show at a Chrysler dealership, you're going to get all Mopars. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just kind of got this idea to give people something to do, and we didn't want to step on the toes of anything that happens here, so we didn't want to get on top of the drag racing. We didn't want to get on top of you know the burnout contest, and just kind of got this crazy idea that there's a lot of people in town already. Why couldn't we do something Thursday night, mm-hmm. make it free, mm-hmm. let people come in and open their wallets voluntarily, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't even advertise it. We cleared out the lot at, at the Chrysler Plymouth dealership, put a couple club cars out front, early in the afternoon and people drove by and saw them and what's going on here? I uh-huh. told them, come back tonight, we're doing a little kickoff, you know, a little cruise night. Uh-huh. And it just grew and grew every year. We, we've outgrown location after location <laughs> and now we're, we're there at the Expo Center. Yeah. But that's kind of, you know, what, what launched me into being here is that they saw that kickoff and, you know, when it was time to get somebody new to run the Chrysler show, Nice. I ended up being lucky enough to be that guy. How many years has that been, Ed? This is year number 13. Wow. Okay. Yep. So you expect about 350, 400 cars? Yeah, we fill the lot. So I know, okay. I know they number the spaces for the auctions, and yeah. that's about what they can hold. Okay. And uh, there's some turnover, too. Some folks will come for a couple of hours, get sure. the food, and leave. So yeah, yeah. easily 400 cars yeah. throughout the night, if not more. And, and the lot just gets packed. But it's a great chance for people to start off their weekend. There's no judging. You don't have to worry about the car being clean. You're not parking by class. Just come over, find a spot cheap food you know, you're helping out a local club and, mm-hmm. and again just a perfect way to start off the weekend just get to see your friends before the show even starts yeah and make new ones that's the and that's really the key part about everything with the with the events here is the fact that every show i've come to for since being a kid to especially now with the podcast i have just a growing list of associates and friends and and contacts and it's it's a great Great hobby family. The uh, Dodge Thrill Rides. I've participated in that. i got to tell you, if you haven't been to Carlisle events and done any of the thrill rides, it's worth doing. And certainly uh, to get in a a Challenger and have have your socks knocked off. Yeah, Challenger or a Charger, they're Mm -hmm. going to be Hellcats. So you're looking at more than 700 horsepower, professional driver back here on our track. As long as you're at the show, the ride's totally free. Mm -hmm. You really can't beat it. And they've added something new this year. They have cell phone holders in all the cars. So instead okay. of holding the phone and getting this, you know, right. jiggly video, you can actually mount it either facing you or facing out the windshield, whichever perspective you want, <laughs> and and go for a ride. That's cool. All right. Uh, being a former Matchbox and Hot Wheels aficionado, I noticed that they have the 750 uh, Chrysler National System 69 Cudas, mm-hmm. the M Cuda. Can you talk a little bit about that and with having it down at so for um, sale down in Building T? Correct. Yeah, down in Building T at the store. If you didn't pre-order one, if you did pre-order, you can go down there and pick it up. Okay. But uh, to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the 440 A-bodies, in this case, the Barracuda for this one, just Mm -hmm. because we had to pick one to get made. Um, But, yeah, limited to 750. 
these came out really cool. We did black with a red interior. They have the 50th anniversary M code 440 logo up on the roof. Mm. Um, just a neat looking car. So the black and then it's got the flat black stripes on it. So they're very subtle. Um, but the black and red striking combination, just pretty cool car. And we're going to work on another one for next year. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. No, just I... get what it'll be. <laughs> it's understandable. Well, if we zip back down to the autocross track, I know Ford does it, uh, Chevy Nationals does it, but the real street shootout. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? A, kind of a, can be just about anything coming this year? It can be and will be. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get a few of the older cars at the other shows, but I, I think Chrysler maybe steps it up a little bit more and, and a little bit more variety with anything from usually, in fact, my winner the first couple of years was a 66 Charger. Wow. And it wasn't a fluke. I mean, it, it's a well-built car and a really good driver. Stayed planted around. And... Yep, and he drives it here from Ohio. So he has to wow win the autocross and drive it back. But uh, just a well-done car. Um, and then we'll get Neons and we'll get, you know, maybe a Shelby Daytona, mm-hmm. a new Charger, a new Challenger. We've had a Magnum running around. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a younger guy with a Cordoba or well, one of the Cordoba bodies. It might actually be a different nameplate, but it's mm-hmm. essentially a Cordoba. Mm-hmm. Um, he started out just kind of having fun the first year, and now he's been back and takes it seriously. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a good variety, which is nice to see. So instead of a bunch of, you know, modern small cars tearing around on the track we get a little bit of everything we get big and little and we've even had a durango do it for a couple years (laughs) that takes a little bit of guts yeah well took it a little more than that too but (laughs) (laughs) well that's good as always the women's oasis so if uh the ladies that are coming want to have a a chance to visit a tent and, and see some products and services that are um perhaps of interest that's always there. And the Daisy Duke contest. Want to speak a bit about that? Yeah, we'll we'll have that back again this year. Um, doing the Daisy Duke to try to theme it a little bit more towards the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. We've, and I know you've had Catherine Bach here. Yep, we had Catherine, who actually was Daisy Duke. We've had her here for it before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe try to get her back in the future. But just something to make it a little more themed towards the show. Um, the other cool thing, I think with this event, we get a lot of... A lot of the Daisy Duke participants are actually show field attendees or mm-hmm. show attendees. Mm-hmm. They're they're not just people that came in just to win the contest. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when it's actually somebody who's here for the event right. participating. Right. Well, what uh, if you had to have one or two pro tips? I mean, you are the event manager and you are extremely well known and respected in the Mopar community, um, and you're a bit of a an MC for this whole upcoming weekend. But is there anything that without putting any cats out of the bag or what have you, that you can share as far as be sure to check this out or don't overlook this for coming to Carlisle? Uh, well, the building displays are always something to be looked at. Um, I guess with every scenario being different, my best advice would be get a look at the event guide, download the app. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to be a salesman for any of that stuff, but the information really is in there. And I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. When I used to come as a an attendee, I didn't look at the event guide until Monday or Tuesday after the show. And I'd be paging through it going, oh, I missed that. Oh, I didn't know that was there. Mm-hmm. And it's available right now on the website. You can just click on it and download it and get a you know, get a sneak peek at it before the show gets here and mm-hmm. kind of get a game plan going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, the reason I suggest that is because everybody comes here for a different reason. If you're here for the swap meet, then make that your priority. If you're mm-hmm. here for the show field, then that's your priority. If mm-hmm. you're just coming through the gate and want to go for the thrill ride. Mm-hmm. But find out everything that's going on at the show first and see what what suits you and what interests you the most. Um, 
one of the really cool things this year, we've got the swap meet completely sold out. There's not a single swap meet space left. And in fact, we've actually started to cut into the car corral mm. and tighten that up and sell some of those as vending, as well, general Congratulations vending. on that good problem. Yeah, that's, yeah, good problem. Um, and, and again, with, with this hobby, we can't really just go out and buy parts anywhere and everywhere and certainly not new stuff. And even the reproduction is very limited. So for a lot of folks, it's, it's original or nothing, mm-hmm. or that's just their preference is to get the original or the NOS part mm-hmm. versus the reproduction. And there really is no better place than here to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pushing 3,000 vending spaces sold. Um, should just be the best swap meet we've had here ever. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, that, that's going to be pretty cool. Showfield numbers are way up. So if you're coming for the showfield, that's all looking good. Um, and whether you're into late model or classic, both sides are growing, which is phenomenal. Um, you know, we see so much growth with late model for all of our shows. Don't always see the growth in the classic cars, but and I, age, I, I mean, in age categories too. It's not like you're just seeing older people buying the classics. I think you're probably seeing a good blend of all generations getting involved in both sides of that. Coin. A lot more than I ever thought. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 48 now. <clears throat> 20 years ago, I was a 20-something kid in the hobby, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was the youngest person. Now, being in this position, it is not uncommon at all for me to be emailing or on the phone with somebody who has a a high-end car Mm six-figure car Mm -hmm. and then when they get here and i meet them they're under 40 Mm. so they're here they're out there and i I think that's really cool um but yeah as far as seeing the classics growing i I think that's amazing you know everybody says oh muscle cars are dead it's all the new stuff it's really not it's Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. and uh before we started recording we were talking about your endeavor here with the rally and you know bob Mm mm-hmm um, and I actually talk about him in the welcome of the event guide where I say about the new cars are coming in, but the nice thing in the Mopar world, I only know one person who sold his classic to buy a new one, and now he wants that classic back. And that's who I'm referring to yeah. in the welcome, and he's trying to buy that same 67 satellite back mm-hmm. because he wants both. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want one or the other. Both cars are, mm-hmm. are incredibly amazing, but they're both very different. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one I know that sold the classic to buy the new one, and mm-hmm. now he wants it back so he mm-hmm. can have both. I Everybody read your, else has both. I read your opener, and I and I know Bob is a personal friend. I didn't make the connection, so that's pretty. That's cool. who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's a real story. You know that. Yeah, I you, do. You've yeah. met him. You can. Yeah. You can vouch for that. But everybody else I know that's bought a new Charger, Challenger, or whatever, they kept the old stuff too. They want both. Yeah. And and who can blame them? As long as you can afford to do it, that's the way to go. Because they're yeah. both great in their own ways. Yeah. For and sure. I, I think that makes the this show a little bit different. It makes the hobby a lot of fun. Well, to cross promote here the app that you were talking about recommending everybody download mm-hmm. with the 3,000 vendors it's going to be packed yes. from midway on out what's really cool about the app and I'm I'm putting my sales on my hat on to help Carlisle Vince and you but if you know that you want to find a guy that's rebuilding carbs mm-hmm. and you know he's in spot arbitrarily da 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 that will take you like a GPS right to that yep. XY coordinate. You'll be standing right there outside his, his table. So. Yep. Yeah, you, there's a lot you can do with the app. And I mean, it's really not a sales pitch since it's totally free. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. Just like when we hand out the event guides for free, that it's all a tool for the you know for the attendee coming here to help make the experience better. Exactly. And that's really what we want to do. And this app is definitely a step in that direction. Just well, key I, in what you're looking for and takes you right to it. Yeah, and you made a good point with have a strategy. When I come to cover it for Cars of Carlisle podcast, I find that I want to do everything, and I have to say, well, I can't be over down, I can't be mm-hmm. down over the hill or across, but be over a grandstand, but then be at building, you know, T or R. 
you have to divide and conquer. You have to come up with a plan. You, you have to really think it through because there is so, you have packed so much into this event. Yeah, it's it, minus a little bit of trailer parking and a little bit of camping. The 82 acres is all event, and that's mm-hmm. a lot to cover. Three official days, but mm-hmm. you know, really it's four because mm-hmm. Thursday, really this Thursday looks as good as most Fridays nice. at, at any event. Um, so it's really in full swing Thursday, and then you can go over Thursday night for the kickoff. Yep. But yeah, having some sort of a strategy, and good. you're not going to have a bad time either way. If you've never been here and you don't have a strategy, you can still wander around and, and go away having a good time. Sure. But I just know from personal experience, I always used to be frustrated, and it was my own fault. I'd look at that event guide <laughs> after the show, yeah, and that's when I would realize, oh, this person was there, or they had that display, and I missed yeah. it, and, and that was on me. So I really encourage people, look at that event guide, check out that app, and, and find out what all is going to be here so you don't miss anything. Awesome. Well, Ed, anything? I'll give you closing remarks. Hmm. Just be ready. I mean, this is going to be another good one. Um, Based on showfield registration numbers, it should be another record. Good. Swap meets already, maybe not quite above. Well, the swap meet itself is above any prior year. Car crowd, we can still take a few more. So if we get a few more cars in the car crowd, that'll put the overall vending at a record, or, or at least well above last year. Um, it should just be a great one. You know, Dodge coming out. They've already got three rigs on site. There's at least three more coming that I know of. Um, I'm still campaigning to get the Charger Hellcat widebody here for its first public debut. Oh. I don't have any guarantees on it, oh but my. trying. It's, it's been debuted to the media, but it has not been shown to the public yet. And, nice. man, we'd like to get it here. But don't know for sure if that'll happen, but we're still campaigning for that. Um, but, yeah, just you know, keep in mind, three rigs are already here. Three more are coming. That's a huge endeavor. Yeah, for OEM is committed. Yeah, and it's you know when people complain, oh they don't do this or they don't do that. Well, keep in mind what they do, which is Mm -hmm. you know shipping out I don't know twenty, thirty, forty people and Mm -hmm. six tractor trailers full of cars and product and whatever. You add up those logistical hours and and dollars. That's that's no small investment. Yeah, they they really put a lot into this show, and and I know they tell me they love it, which is always great to hear. Um, and I, one of the trailers is practically full of tires because those thrill rides, they <laughs> go through tires. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, just plan to come out and have a good time. And man, it, it should be the best one ever. Fantastic. Well, Ed, I wish you the very best and have a great show this weekend. Thank you. Thank we you. will. Take care. Back to the studio. Thank you to Ed for always making time for us and to Mike Garland for the coordination of uh, these interviews. But definitely looking forward to uh, Chrysler National. All right, so let's do that answer for episode 62. That is, the question that I put out there was, what was the marketing name that Chrysler gave to the first Hemi engine that went into production? And the answer is the Chrysler Firepower engine. And the Chrysler Firepower engine was in production from the year 1951 to 1958. So that was the name that was uh, on the streets back in the day when uh, hemispherical heads were put to good use in production. We'll be just getting off the road from the Rally North America event and we'll be catching uh, Friday evening, likely Saturday, at the Chrysler Nationals. So as you hear this, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, we are somewhere deep in New England on Rally North America having a great time. Check out Instagram, Facebook posts. We'll keep you guys all informed of our progress. In supporting the great charity Camp Sunshine, which helps benefit children that have serious illnesses and their families. 
So thank you for all those who have supported and donated and been on the ride along with us. We want to do our very best for that great organization. So before we end this episode, just want to say again how much it's great to have you guys a part of this podcast. Could not do it without you. So until we see you at Chrysler Nationals over on the Carlisle Fairgrounds this weekend, I will say drive well, be well, and take care.